Some of you may remember an interesting event that happened at the 2006 Winter Olympics. Canadian cross-country skier Sarah Renner was in contention for a medal when suddenly one of her ski poles broke. This stroke of bad luck essentially knocked her and her teammate Becky Scott out of the race, crushing their Olympic dreams. Except for one thing. The Norwegian cross-country ski coach happened to be standing right there, and he quickly and simply took his ski pole and gave it to the Canadian skier, allowing her to continue the race and ultimately finish with a silver medal. An amazing picture of sportsmanship and kindness. Oh, and by the way, the Norwegian team, who was favored to win, finished fourth, out of the medals. A simple act of kindness. The Norwegian coach later claimed he simply reacted like any good sport should, telling the Toronto Sun that Norwegian policy calls for handing over poles or skis in time of need. We talked about it at our team meeting the night before, he told the Toronto paper. We are a country which believes in fair play. I say that's a breath of fresh air. A simple act of kindness. I have something you need. Here, take it. Use it. Sometimes I wonder, why is that so hard? And then I wonder, when it happens, why is that so exceptional? Because it is exceptional. Following this event at the Olympics, that July, this Norwegian coach and his family enjoyed a one-month all-expenses-paid Canadian vacation that started at the Calgary Stampede where he and the Canadian skier, Sarah Renner, the recipient of his gesture of kindness, they together were the honorary parade marshals for the world-famous Calgary Stampede. All because of one small, simple act of kindness. Why is that so amazing? Why does the world take note when we simply act in a small, kind, little... It's really something that we try and teach our kids while they're still in diapers. And yet when it happens on the world stage, it is exceptional, that kind of an act of kindness. And it's exciting in a way when the world does take note and the world does see, and the world does express uh, appreciation for. That's amazing. But on the other hand, it's a little bit sobering. That an action that required so little, actually, it required so very little. Literally, a person grabbing something they had, he basically took a step or two, but it was really simply grabbing what he had and reaching out and giving it, and he wasn't even using it at the time, grabbing what he had, reaching out and giving it to somebody else to use. And it's an amazing, world-renowned act. And we kind of wonder, really? Wow. Why is that so exceptional? Just do what you teach your two-year-olds to do. Now, keep that in mind. Let me back up just a little bit. So last Sunday morning we were together here. We had baptism, a great time of, of, of listening to stories, life stories, uh, uh, stories of young adults whom God gently 
and, and persistently kind of nudged forward in their spiritual journey. Uh, a great story of, of God's faithfulness. And in the process of doing that little intro for that baptism, I said that, that baptism is, in a sense, a, an act of humility. It is admitting that I need Jesus and admitting that I need a church family. In order for life to be complete, I need a church family and I need Jesus. Being willing to embrace the symbolism of going down into the waters is an act of humility. The week before that, we talked a little bit about Simeon and his prophecy over Jesus, and I especially, the baby Jesus, and I especially highlighted the words uh, he, that Simeon spoke or prophesied, he is destined to cause the falling and rising of many. And we related that to the, 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 the message, the, 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 the component of the message of the gospel that is associated with us embracing or accepting or, or becoming uh, humble, humility, being willing to, to, be, to be seen as lower, to be willing to accept the fact that we by ourselves are low and allowing Jesus to do the lifting up of those who feel like they are at the bottom. We talked about being humble, and I finished that morning by using the verses from 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 and 6. Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. Humble yourselves under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. And we took a look at many other places in the Bible where the Bible speaks about humility. Now here's the crazy thing. Uh, as a preacher, uh, often when I preach, um, the things that I've said, they keep on spinning around and around in my head. And I can't shake them. And, um, and during the week that follows, I... I keep thinking about this, and I keep wondering about this. And this has happened to me this past week regarding this humility thing. And so I want to ask a question. And, uh, and I, want, I want responses from you. This is going to be kind of a little bit like a Sunday school class. So, so I want responses from you. Uh, we're not going to do the mic thing because I, I want quick, short, little answers. Practically speaking, what does humility look like? Okay, keep thinking, think about that. That's going to be the question. Practically speaking, what does humility look like? When humility is acted out, what happens? I mean, really, humility is something that is on the inside. It has to do with your attitude, the way you look at yourself, the way you look at other people, the way you look at God. So it's about humility itself is about the attitude. It's about the way we think and about the heart. However, what does humility look like when what's inside is transferred into actions? Okay, we don't care what somebody else thinks. Sacrifice. Your ego. Cup of cold water. What did somebody say at the back? Give others credit. And there's another one. Act of uh, foot washing at communion, okay? Celebrating, I love that. I, I mean, I don't like that, but I do like that. Celebrating others' success. Humility. Anybody else? Say again? 
Shame, okay. Listening. Patience. Somebody else is raised up. Say again. Serving others. Love it. Great answers. Okay, saying sorry or being sorry, being willing to. Excellent, excellent answers. I love it. So since I had a little bit more time to think about this than you did, in order to break it down a little further, I think we have to say that humility leads us to respond or to act out in, in two directions. Actually, I'm going to go like this, in two directions. Vertical humility before God. What does that look like? We're going we're to work with that question briefly uh, in a few minutes. And then horizontally, being humble in your day-to-day -day interaction with people. I'm not sure if you took note when I read that verse in 1 Peter chapter, or there's two verses in 1 Peter chapter 5. Um, it said, clothe yourselves with humility, with humility toward one another. So that's the horizontal. And humble yourselves under God's mighty hand. I would say that's the vertical. So humility kind of has two components to it. One is, is the horizontal, and the other is the vertical. I'm going to speak for a few more minutes this morning, but I'm already going to tell you that I'm going to send you home with two questions. How do I, this is a question I, I want to challenge you to ask yourself um, as you head home. How do I act out my humility before God? And how do I act out my humility among people? Now, I recognize there's a little bit of a danger in approaching it the way I'm, I'm approaching it here this morning. Um, because I'm asking the questions in, in a specific way, and the questions are related to actions. Um, when we focus too much on action, rather than on attitude, we can run into trouble. I, so I'm recognizing that, I'm recognizing that danger. However, today we're going to approach it from the, from the action side. All the while understanding that this action has to be driven by the attitude. So we understand that, we get that, that's a prerequisite. Now we talk about after we get that, then we talk about, and that's what we're going to do this morning, about the action. What does the action look like when I am humble? Sometimes it's helpful to stop and ask that question, what do my actions look like? Because typically actions portray the attitude or how I'm thinking or how I want to think. Are my actions cohesive with how I think or how I at least want to think? So what does it look like when I'm humble before God? Uh, the verse in the bulletin, uh, Psalm chapter 95, verse 6 and 7, uses the words, Let us bow down, let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. My grandma was 90 years old when she passed away. Uh, only months before she passed away, she specifically had people come to her room and help her get out of bed and help her get onto her knees and then she prayed 
And then they needed to help her get off her knees and help her get back into bed. She also prayed countless hours while lying in bed. She did not believe that her prayer would be any more effective if she was kneeling than if she was laying in bed. Then why did she struggle so incredibly to get down onto her knees for prayer? From how God was generally perceived years ago in the fundamental Christian heritage, we have done a great job of making God a more loving and a more accepting and a more grace-filled God, and I am part of that movement and I am good with that. You don't have to get down on your knees to pray. My grandma knew that. So then my question really is, how do you remind yourself of your human position before an almighty creator of the universe, Lord of heaven and earth? We sing it. That is something. It's not just a line in a song. Lord of heaven and earth. I don't have to go into details. I've probably already overdone that in the past talking to you about the heavens and the earth, how do you physically, you, how do you physically remind yourself of the reality of your human position before an almighty God? I ask the question like that because you don't have to remind God of your humility. We already said that humility is actually an attitude of the heart. So God sees into the heart. He knows exactly how humble you are or how humble you aren't. You're not going to fool him or you're not going to impress him with your physical action. It's not about that. It seems as though we people, human physical people, we need physical actions to remind ourselves about spiritual truths. And so we have something like baptism, a physical reminder of a spiritual truth. And we do something like communion, a physical reminder of a spiritual truth. We do a lot of things in our world that are physical in and of themselves. They are very empty physical actions in and of themselves. But because they remind us of a much bigger truth, they become something very, very significant. And I want to suggest that somehow... Each of us needs physical activities, actions that remind you, me, ourselves about where we stand in front of an almighty God of the universe. And I guess I'm asking today, how do you do that? Kneeling and bowing down are a great place to start. Stopping and focusing rather than just praying on the run. Speaking out loud, significant for some. Taking your hat off to pray. Giving, that's a huge one actually. Giving and then letting go of what you've given. Singing. I've been an advocate of marking up your Bible. Using it like a workbook. Some people choose to make no marks in their Bible at all. To them it speaks of reverence and awe toward God, an act of humility. 
This is not something, these actions are not something that I'm going to legislate for you. I'm challenging you today, me, you today, to ask yourself the question, how do I act out my humility before God? Think about that. Then the second part of the original question, what about among people? How do you live out your humility among people? What does humility look like horizontally? Now let me just say, right off the start, that I think horizontal humility in action is one way of showing vertical humility. Are you with me? Horizontal humility in action, serving people, loving people, there's many different saying sorry to people, etc., etc. Many of those things that you mentioned, most of those things that you mentioned actually, come to think of it, were horizontal actions of humility. I believe almost all of them also communicate vertical humility. I believe Jesus teaches that clearly in the Bible. How you treat other people becomes an act of worship toward God. In my mind, the clearest teaching of that in the Bible is the story of Jesus washing his disciples' feet in John chapter 13. And I encourage you to read that story sometime. And then when he finished washing the feet of his disciples, he challenged his disciples to go out and to live that illustration or that example, to live that out among people on a day-to-day basis. How do you act out your horizontal humility? Somebody, I think, here mentioned also by thinking more highly of other people than you do of yourself. Putting others above yourself. I found it interesting. I studied on this just a little bit this past week. We've done a great job in the past few years in our culture, I feel, of promoting something that we call self-care. I'm okay with that, for the most part. There's no doubt a time for self-care. But as you think in that direction, and as you speak about, and as you promote self-care, be, be careful. Think carefully about whether or not you are promoting something that is biblical. I have, in fact, noticed that there is now a growing movement that would advocate for the fact that If you are the kind of person that thinks of others, continuously thinks of others, before you think of yourself, then you're actually kind of an unhealthy person and you should probably go for counseling. There's probably something wrong with your self-esteem if you are somebody that regularly thinks of others before you think of yourself. You should look at psychological help. And I wonder... When and where did we forget that the Bible actually speaks much about denying self? Picking up your cross, being a servant, looking out first for the well-being of others, and then your own. Granted, it says nothing about hating self. It says nothing about dissing self, or believing that you are nothing and that you don't matter. In fact, in many places, it rather promotes the idea of loving your neighbor as yourself. Correct, healthy view of others and self. Doesn't mean, that we put, doesn't mean that we put others down. Doesn't mean that we put ourselves down. Actually, love your neighbor as you love yourself. It comes out of the famous uh, parable that Jesus taught about the Good Samaritan that you're going to find in Luke chapter 10. Loving others is usually works better when you have a healthy view of loving yourself correctly. 
Now remember in the process of this falling and rising teaching that we did, stuff that we did about Simeon's prophecy to Jesus, I mentioned that so much of Jesus' time on earth was spent challenging the pious uh, uh, religious elite uh, about their assumed position of, of superiority among all the other people, and Jesus challenging that over and over again, challenging. And in that process, Jesus tells this story about the Good Samaritan, where the priest was the one who walked by without helping, and the Levite was much more concerned about protocol, and so he walked by without helping. And then the Samaritan, the guy that never does anything right, and the guy that we all look down on, he was the one that did the helping. He was the one that became the neighbor. And Jesus tells this story as part of this um, a pursuit that he's on about causing the falling and rising. And Jesus says, that's what it's all about. Humble yourself to the point where you see everyone as your neighbor and then go and love your neighbor. Everyone matters equally, treating everyone no matter their social status or their economic status or their skin color or their nationality or their spiritual condition or their age or their physical abilities um, or inabilities. Uh, treating everyone as though they matter and are just as important as I am. So the question today is, what does this attitude of humility look like? How do you live that out horizontally? It's actually kind of sobering, but humility, acting out humility, very often takes just a brief few seconds. Holding the door open for someone, two to three seconds, probably normally not longer than that. What the Norwegian coach did was about two seconds worth of time. Um, usually an act, very often, an act of kindness is a few seconds of your time. And really the question is, um, is that person worth two to three seconds of my time? Is that person worth two to three seconds of my time? Or that person, or that person? Or that person? Are they worth two to three seconds of my time? Humility. Kindness. Let me close with this story. Several years ago in the inner city of Winnipeg, Inner City Youth Alive, uh, some of you are connected in some way with that organization. It's the organization that runs the Gem Lake Wilderness Camp that uh, us, a group of men from our church, go to typically every spring to help out. Um, they minister to hundreds of inner city kids, youth, young adults. Uh, they always put on an annual Christmas party, a big meal, gifts, uh, door prizes donated by different businesses, and everyone gets some tickets when they walk in the door. And it's kind of like the silent auction thing where you, you can put your tickets in into different bags uh, for the prizes that you would like to win. And a couple of years ago, when the time came for the draw to take place for the Barbie doll, a name was drawn, and it was a boy's name. And of course, the crowd kind of erupted in laughter. Everyone thought there had been some kind of a mistake. You can see as the boy walked to the front, he was a little red in his face. He was bothered a bit by the laughter. But he confidently walked to the front the best that he could, and he picked up his gift, and as he did, he whispered to the staff that he had put his name into that draw so that he would have a gift to give to his little sister. 
He could have thought of himself when he put his name into the different draw boxes, as our human tendency would be, but he thought of somebody else. And for the rest of the evening, even though he had to endure heckling from his peers, he clung to that gift as though he had received one of the greatest gifts on earth. I would say that was humility acting itself out in kindness. Our time for this morning is up. <clears throat> A couple of years ago, I uh, relentlessly bugged Jacob Waldner that he was supposed to prepare and practice and then somewhere sing for me the Tim McGraw song, Always Be Humble and Kind. If this isn't an inspirational enough song for you for a closing to a church service, then I apologize because that's what the closing song is going to be this morning. Jacob, Joyce, if you would come on up. You are, of course, more than welcome on your way home from church if, if this doesn't quite meet the standard, then to pick something from your playlist that will inspire you for the rest of the week. Uh, because really, this is for me, and you guys get to listen in. Don't forget the keys under the mat When childhood stars shine And always stay humble and kind Go to church cause your mama says to Visit grandpa every chance that you can It won't be wasted time Always stay humble and kind Hold the door, say please, say thank you Don't steal, don't cheat, and don't lie I know you got mountains to climb But always stay humble and kind When the dream's your dreaming come to you when the work you put in is realized let yourself feel the pride but always stay humble and kind don't expect a free ride from no one don't hold a grudge or chip and here's why bitterness keeps you from flying Always stay humble and kind. Hold the door. 
Lord, say please, say thank you. Don't steal, don't cheat, and don't lie. I know you got mountains to climb, but always stay humble and kind. When those dreams you're dreaming come to you, when the work you put in is realized, let yourself feel the pride, but always stay humble and invite you to stand together with me as we close in prayer. Thank you today, God, for giving us a little glimpse of how you've created us and how you desire for us to or want for us to live together. I pray that you would inspire us and motivate us, challenge us and encourage us by your Holy Spirit to stay humble and kind. In Jesus' name and for your honor and glory, amen. God bless you.